Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. Beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off of your next purchase at store.untapped.com. And while you're out there shopping, shop around for a handful of likes and subscribes, because that's how Harrison learned how to play the guitar. For every like he gets on this YouTube video, Harrison will show up at your house ready to strum his sousaphone and make your whole family think that you are the champion of the world. But seriously, if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up if you think it's worthy. And if you're not and you're listening to this like a traditional podcast, we would love it if you left a review for the podcast. Be honest. Let us know what you think. Exactly. Are my shirts too loud? Are they not loud enough? Can you see my shirts? If not, that's okay. Just imagine something loud, uh, whatever that means to you in shirt form. Today, though, <laughs> besides weird shirts, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about a presence, a presence that has been creeping into the craft beer world for some time now. I noticed it first in a bottle of Excelsior 13 from Mythica Brewing Company back around 2010 or so, maybe a little bit actually before that. The beer was labeled as a double hoppy wheat ale. And right away, I smelled something new and exciting, a fruity hop bouquet softly dancing atop an opaque oat and wheat-heavy grain bill. What I didn't know at the time was that I was really smelling something else, the winds of change. I immediately sought more of this kind of beer with no idea really how to look for it. Cloudy IPA, hoppy beer wheat, things like this, rambles essentially, were making me sound like a crazy person every water and all around town as I tried to find a, a quench for this this new thirst. And, and it was... Uh, I found I was not alone. It was it was exciting that others too were were on the same hunt. And this conversation that I guess had been happening, just limited to beer forums and small beer nerd circles, was you know escaping to the larger world. It was out now, and it was gaining momentum. That new new, as they say, and soon it couldn't be stopped. You guys know what I'm talking about. Today it's everywhere, enveloping every brewery and check in from here to Timbuktu and beyond surrounding us all like a mist or a fog. But this cloudy visitor is stronger than that. It's a haze, and it's here to stay. The haze craze, hazy IPA days. We are in the thick of it. So I say, if you can't beat them, join them. Let's celebrate these new overlords with a beer that knows a thing or two about being the boss. King Sue! From Toppling Goliath, as John and I enjoy this beer and, and unlock the secrets of the Haze Day badge. So come along and join in on the fun. That was like a fireside chat that I wish kept going, Harrison. Uh, mm, well described yeah. mm. and great introduction for Untapped Haze for Days badge. You know, if it rhymes, it's generally true, and that's exactly the, the, 
<laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the type of fact checking that I like to perform. That's good. So haze for days, Harris and I are drinking a beer that's been eluding us for years yeah. on this episode. But you don't have to find King Sue to earn this badge. You um, you can earn it pretty easily in 2021, um, depending on where you live, of course. But uh, the description that Untapped gives us for this badge, you may not be able to see through the haze, but that juicy, hoppy goodness goes down smooth. What started as a trend, as Harrison said, is here to stay. Drink five beers with the style of IPA, New England, pale ale, New England, Double IPA New England, single IPA New England, IPA milkshake, double IPA milkshake. Now we're getting redundant. What Harrison <laughs> and I did kind of combing through this badge to make it a little bit easier for you is, is if you want to earn or unlock or level up this badge, you have to make sure that the beer style you're checking in onto on untapped has the word New England or milkshake. There's probably a way for you to get around that, but generally, if you see Milkshake IPA, Milkshake Pale, New England IPA, you're safe. You're going to earn or level up that Haze for Days badge. That's one easy way to make sure you're working on it. And the beers are pretty good, too, as <laughs> I don't like the this particular beer. This is probably one of the maybe the biggest whales we've had on the show this season. I don't I'm my yeah. memory's useless nowadays for yeah. me, but season time, <laughs> yeah. right? The season was right. one day long, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, it feels like it's just an all one long day. Um, that's I, I, I right. There's a Groundhog Day Bill Murray joke in there somewhere that someone funnier than me is making to themselves. So, <laughs> good on you. Um, but for us. Yes, King Sue is in the house. So King Sue is kind of the big brother or sister, maybe not important. Um, of Pseudo Sue, Top and Goliath's kind of flagship, um, and Top and Goliath Brewing Company out of Decorah, Iowa. And this is a Imperial or a Double New England. Ooh, John's got it in the glass and it's looking magnificent. Coming in at seven point eight percent ABV 50 IBUs carries a 4.35 out of five on untapped. So that's outstanding. Rare, rare stuff. Getting more excited at the moment. And as it, the description reads, this full bodied hazy double IPA is citra hopped with a juicy combination of mango, orange and pineapple flavors, finishing with a grapefruit aroma and ferocious bite. Huzzah! Dinosaur puns. And yeah, John's holding up his light to it, trying to. <laughs> if, I was that. If you're wondering what haze, right, what haze right, looks like, you could is. point a flashlight at this beer and light up your whole cabin. So, ozone in a glass, but the good kind. Um, yeah, I was that guy in the bar back in the day. Had a small pocket flashlight before our phones had flashlights for beer tastings. Oh, Ran man, on AAA batteries. Worst. Yeah, exactly right. How's that? Here's a flashlight in your beer. That's when it was time to go home and I would drink my beer. And at the end, the flashlight was sitting there. I go, got it. I'm done for the evening. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm scared to sip this. This it, <laughs> it, It's got a nose. It smells Ooh. like bitter, I don't, bitter pineapple, bitter grapefruit. Mm. It's got like grapefruit rind and then it's beautiful. The head is 
is yeah. the head is just white. It's, it's like snow. I know it is big bubbles, beautiful haze. One of those. It's not you know the orange juice haze. It's it's not opaque. It's not turbid. It is got a nice haze to it, like mm, Martian air. John's face is one of happiness, one of discovery, one of but also one of familiarity. One of ah, there you are. My this my beer, hopes have been met. They're surpassed. This beer tastes like coming home from IKEA, opening the box <laughs> and realizing that it's already put together. Mm. That this beer tastes like satisfaction. Hot dog. Wow, that's a great Ooh. This is so good. Okay, I got it's probably not that good. Let me go back for another sip. I haven't even yeah, come up with one actual dry. flavor yet. I like IKEA satisfaction. That's a good. We'll put that. Try to get that into in the tasting assembled furniture. Yeah, tastes yeah. like uh, tastes like I didn't have to work today. <clears throat> tastes like a lottery ticket. This is you're right. So, man, I think the nose always with Citra and Mosaic. There are, I mean, a lot of hops, arguably all of them. But you know, the nose is such a a journey of itself. It's kind of sitting here and going right. Grapefruit, mango, pineapple. There's like a dank note kind of hiding in there. Almost like the short kid in the mosh pit trying to like get up and be like, I'm here too. But pineapple and mango are just like, get somebody keeps way. just smashing into smashing your legs. Down. And you're like, what the exactly hell is right? going is on? Am I having fun? Is this what being a teenager is? Um, yes. Um, yep. <laughs> at least it was for a hot minute. Um, but man, so, that's happening in the nose, and then right, like, first sips. I mean, it really is. Let me go in for another first sip. Yeah, mm. a lot of research happening here. There's, mm. okay, Tomlin Goliath tells us it, it, it's going to taste like mango, orange, pineapple, a little right. bit of grapefruit. The grapefruit definitely in the nose. As yeah. I drink it, it gets more and more. I, like like I, here we are describing another hazy IPA that tastes like <laughs> dank fruit, but this this one like so I like so many others you know they're all a little bit of the same and a little bit different, but there's a there's like they just they got it right where you get the right amount of balance between that mango pineapple and it's not overpowering the green herbaceous right. dank. It, like they're just, they're both, it's like a, it's like a piano battle only in this case mm. we're, we're all winning. Right. Elton John versus Billy Joel. All bets wow. are off. What a night that Three would be. o'clock in the morning in the village somewhere and they just both happen to walk in and you're just a lucky sap at the bar going, well, my life's about to change forever. Then um, you meet your wife, and they end by both playing the stranger in entirety on a single piano. Doesn't matter. All right, that's right. Something fit for a Disney movie. But flashing back to the present, I'm having weird flash forwards. Maybe. Um, yes. Yeah, so the, I get. I get. I'm getting everything you're saying. There's like a. There is. The like kind of the vegetativeness of it. There's an herbaceous thing happening because there's a ton of hops in here, but like that's just one note. There's, I guess, like a can, almost like a candied fruit, but it's not sweet. Yeah. And we've had that in other IPAs. It's like that candied mango, like the dehydrated kind of fruit 
choose, if you will. Like a condensed mango flavor. Right, exactly. They took three mangoes and smushed them into one. Smashed them. Smashed them down and shrunk them down in the back of Rick Moranis' van. And then you fired them in here. And that's there's a lot of references happening tonight. I think it's the dinosaur that's bringing it out in uh, in me. But but it, so there's that happening. So there's like a little. So it's like dank a little bit. There's a, some vegetation, and then there is that like condensed right mango, almost like sparkliness happening. And it's it's awesome. And it doesn't need to be any more than that. But I, I you're right. Like there's almost a a quiet, a soft sophistication happening here, maybe where it's not trying to be more than that. It's not trying to be 70 hops per barrel and a thousand different varietals. You don't know it's Citra who hopefully by now we're all pretty familiar with and, and really enjoy just doing what Citra does. Um, and that's like, I, that's, I'm sold on that every time. That's the song someone's playing, you know, put me down for another one, as they say. There's like, it's working. There's, on the, on the most recent sip that I took of this um, King Sue from Toppling Goliath, mm. it's like, it's like fresh squeezed orange juice was happening in there in the middle of the sip, but if if I close my eyes and I and I take a sip of this, it's almost like being at, at summer camp when you realize Sunny D is 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 trash. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> right. That quiet the first time you have real right real orange juice, and you're like, what's happening? Your brain goes, yeah. that's that's the nutrients we need to keep living. Thank God this kid found it. Um, right, exactly. So I get that too, and it's funny, you know, I, I've said dank a couple of times and. You know, it's 50 IBUs, which is at a 7.8% beer. That's like almost that. That's a hazy IPA that's probably at least dry hopped maybe twice, but at least dry hopped once. Um, like sitting right there, that's almost like that magical sweet spot where it's not going to be overly bitter, but it's also not going to be, it's not 30 IBUs. It's not 10. It's not, you know, like a lot of maybe traditional New England IPAs where they are, really light on the bittering hops and it just lets it be that smooth fruit bouquet that just keeps being smooth. This one punches you a little bit. And I love, those are my favorite I've said it before. Those are my favorite kind of hazy IPAs. And to their credit, I mean, that's how they, they build this. They're not saying it's an IPA. They're saying it's a hazy double IPA. And there's a difference there as John and I have discussed many a time between a hazy double IPA and a new England or a double new England. If you're kind of following the, Guidelines. They're all the same. They're all the same until you have one of each in front of you. Right. And then you're like, oh, okay, right. okay, okay. Kind of noticing that there's more, just the hops in here are more dynamic. They're being bitter. They're being floral. There's, I mean, it's, uh, there's aroma happening. There's tons of flavor coming from them. I love it. And it makes me, these are my favorite kind of, hitting that sweet spot of it's not crazy bitter, but, um, but it's an, it's more than enough to be like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of hops in here. Yeah, like they started making uh, a good IPA that I would have grown up learning to like, and then they dry hopped it with some more fruit flavored. But there's, I I, I, I appreciate you for bringing up that 50 IBU kind of sweet spot because mm-hmm. there's definitely, we drank uh, Brew Gentleman's uh, General Braddock's yeah. recently, 
and that was like fluffy, delicious. Yes. Yes. Um, nothing wrong with that beer at all. I'm trying to remember what the IBUs were. They probably weren't even listed, but I, I would guess that the IBUs on General Braddock's are a little bit lower, more of a traditional New England style. And, and yep. this one isn't so bitter that it's a bitter New England. It's just like there's enough Columbus or Chinook or something happening early on in this beer where it where it has two different voices yeah. that are that are coming through. Absolutely. And they're balanced. Yeah, that's great. I get it. I get it. I understand why. I think I looked at this earlier, but like more than two out of 235,000 check-ins, um, you know, it carries almost a 4-4 four, four rating on untapped. That's, um, you know, you're doing something real well when that many people are like, whoa, what is happening here? This is amazing. And a quick aside, um, while we're talking about Topping Goliath and King Sue, something pretty cool that I noticed today, maybe you did as well if you're cruising through Untapped, is that as of recording this, um, a new like roller coaster opened up in Universal, I think it's Universal, like a Jurassic Park roller coaster, and they grabbed up a, whatever restaurants next to it, grabbed a ton of Pseudo Sue. So the check ins right now for Pseudo Sue. Uh, yeah, not King Sue, but Pseudo Sue are hilarious. I'm looking at um, Kyle M. He's got a turkey leg and a Pseudo Sue in one hand, holding them up in front of the Jurassic Park gates. And it's like, that's the place to be right now. Oh my now. God, what a Kyle beautiful M. living the life. So a lot of people are enjoying some roller coasters and some dinosaur themed beer down in, uh, in Florida and making me jealous. Um, but I saw the ad at the roller coaster, and then me, the beer nerd in me, was like, "Gosh, that'd be cool to go there and have pseudo Sue." Wouldn't? Nah, no one will think of that. Wrong again. Universal figured it out. So, and we're all, you know, if you're there and enjoying yourself, having an even more dynamic beer experience to go along with your Jurassic Park roller coaster. So I thought it was pretty cool today that uh, Toppling Goliath is part of that, as they should be. Um, kind of being one of the most recognizable dinosaur beers on the planet. You're makers of multiple dinosaur beers. Dinosaur can, we named. S- <laughs> can we steal Kyle M's photo and, and like splice it into the YouTube video? That's probably one of the coolest you things. Paul will. Yep, I know. It's um, amazing. So kudos to you, Kyle. You're having the best day out of all of us right now. Absolutely. <laughs> that turkey leg looks perfect as well. I mean, yeah. You go into a theme park in this day and age, you better get a turkey leg. And uh, if you can grab a pseudo stew, I mean, going to Jurassic Park sounds fun. Going to Jurassic Park with a great beer sounds better. Beer makes everything better. That's probably a t-shirt. That's I think it is. And a bumper sticker and uh, all kinds of things. But yeah, good, good stuff. So I want to share that before we dove into uh, into the badge and learn more about this amazing haze for days badge and how to earn it and also answer probably the questions you guys are wondering about what are some of those hazy beers other people have used to unlock it so john what do we what do we have here on the haze for days badge? what do we know yep so remember this isn't specifically an ipa badge it's an ipa that's flagged as a new england or a milkshake ipa um 
so the the badge itself, Haze for Days, has been unlocked by eight hundred and thirty six thousand of you. Nice. Um, so that's that's good. That's kind of I mean the IPA badge, the Logger badge, Logger Jack we featured yeah. recently. That that hits almost everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of exciting to see eight hundred and thirty thousand some odd untapped users. Uh, have checked into enough of these type of beers to at least unlock level one. Amazing stuff. And the beers that you're unlocking it with, this was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. I expected to see some of the, uh, like, Treehouse, it's Julius on here or something, but clear clear and above anyone else, the big winner here comes from Sierra Nevada. It's their hazy little thing. Makes sense. Easy Easy to grab. Delicious beer, easy intro to the style, easy if you already like the style. And a little ways behind them in second place is New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger, specifically yeah. the Juicy Haze IPA. They've got a, there's what, like 42 Voodoo Rangers that exist Rangers now. There. There's That's a it. platoon of them, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a company battalion Somewhere size ranger. Right. Um, <laughs> behind that, You've got from Brewdog OG Hazy. There's actually some some really cool beers on this list. You got Firestone Walkers, Mind yeah. Haze, yeah. Sweetwater's G13, which is really cool to see. I didn't yes. know that beer got so much uh, distribution. The yeah. beer smells like a like a really fun night watching animation films. Um, <laughs> an- another one from Brewdog Hazy Jane, really popular beer. Um, Amundsen makes yeah. apocalyptic thunder juice. Emmonson's from <laughs> the Netherlands, yeah. I want to say. I want to say Emmonson's based out of the Netherlands. It's probably Norway. Either way, I'm, I'm wrong, and Harrison will probably fact check me in a <laughs> Oslo. minute. Oslo, Oslo, Norway. Ah, Norway. Okay, well, that it. makes Oslo's a... You got it. I, if you've never been or thought about going to Oslo, but you listen to this podcast, yeah. put... Put Oslo, Norway yep. on your yep. radar. That is an amazing city for craft beer. Yes. Um, and there's a couple others that we see in, in the top of uh, beers that have helped people earn this. M43 from Old Nation out in Michigan. Yep. Juice Bomb from Sloop. And yep. rounding up uh, just to, just barely in the bottom, uh, Sam Adams, New England IPA from one, uh, yeah. Boston Beer Company. It's a cool list, you know. It's right. It's most of them you can grab, you know. It if you're in the U.S., most kind of grocery stores, beer stores, that sort of thing. Which again, it's it's amazing that we have watched hazy IPAs, New England IPAs, whatever you want to call them, go from like you're tracking down the guy who drives the truck that drops off Alchemist Heady Topper, so you can jump them and be the first one to grab a case off the back to now you can go and literally walk into almost any store. Most stores, everything about how many grocery stores exist and get a hazy IPA. So that's a heck of a, a timeline to go from invisible. And then, you know, that'd be like a Bigfoot going from Bigfoot to as he is today to the president in like 10 years. <laughs> Where he goes from, what is that? Is it real? What does it mean? And now he's just leading the free world. So um, State of the Union addresses. Um, right, and exactly. And he's correcting people. You why were you whom? hiding for so long? It's, right. To whom is what you mean to say. What, Bigfoot, get out of here. He's right. Son of a gun. 
a lot of time in the woods just reading. Where's your know. tax returns? You've been hiding. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that w- uh, that's probably why he hasn't come out. He just knows he's so many back taxes. Yeah, uh, it's not worth it sense. at this point. Bigfoot, stay in the woods, man. I'm sure we can work something out, Bigfoot, if you're listening. I'm sure we can call in some favors. We'll see. Um, but anyway, heck of a time to be alive. Again, haze craze. It's more than a craze. It's here to stays. It's a sustainable craze. Eh. Um, th- <laughs> this isn't going to get any better. It what might. about uh, yes. every episode has a slight competition built into it? True. Um, and for this one, I feel okay, but I'm I'm curious. I feel uh, like uh, last episode I said Harrison is the human version of a logger, and I meant that as a compliment because mm. it it should be. But I'm I'm curious to see where if if you beat me on this, I'm on this badge. I'm at level twenty two, just over a hundred beers I've checked in, which seems small, but. I looked through the badge. I recognized them all. Um, the last level up I had came from a beer called The Substance from Bissell Brothers. Ooh. Awesome brewery. It was a great beer. We yes. should probably go there and research them, Harrison, yeah. at some point you know, when we, we, you know, when we can. Is that, I don't know if that's an yeah. expensable thing, but it's definitely science related. Bissell Brothers, uh, a lot of science <laughs> happening up there. Um, so I'm at level. 22 and i hope you're at like you're i hope you're close behind me i hope you're at like level 19 or 20 you would hope that john yeah yeah (laughs) you'd be disappointed to learn maybe that i am at level 36 holy cow dude all right makes some sense i guess for uh for me but it does i'm like again i've been not uh not shy about how much i dig these beers, um, I don't think. And most recently, a beer called Dusty's from Hopfly Brewing Company um, helped me level up this badge. Hopfly, I talk about a ton as well. They are, if you're able to grab Hopfly, meaning if you're in North Carolina um, and you don't know about them yet, put them on your radar. Um, I'll keep talking about them. They just released a ton of new beer. Also, feel like their production schedule is kind of ridiculous. Every Wednesday they post like six new beers that are coming out that week, which is just, I can't imagine what their calendar on the wall looks like there to make that happen. Um, but uh, so that was the most recent one. Dusty's from Hopfly. My first beer though that I had that went towards loving up this badge was from New England Brewing Company. And it was the, I would say, legendary um, fuzzy baby ducks. So that was kind of like one of when you're talking about OG sought after New England's. If you lived in New England, fuzzy baby ducks was in the same conversation as you know early days treehouse stuff and alchemist and and so on. Um, so cool that that was kind of where my journey began. I just jumped right on that hype train and rode the fuzzy deliciousness uh, all the way to today. My, I'm trying to keep up with you. My first two beers on this badge come from Sweden. Oh now they've got a brewery in uh, in Tokyo, and I think they just opened up another Ooh. one. But Omnipolo, yeah, um, Abra Hadabra, and right. Fata Morgana. Yeah. Omnipolo. I know we were just talking about Oslo, but if you're going to Oslo, you might as well also go to Sweden. 
um, and go to almost any big city in Sweden has th- at least yeah. five breweries and bars that I'm really jealous of. I know. Impressive. Tons of untapped users out there as well. So if you're listening, hello. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, someday, I mean, John, I have big dreams renting a houseboat and kind of doing this from a houseboat across Europe, taking about five to seven years and just doing that. That's how long it's going to take us to get to Europe. I think That's there's right. a Craigslist ad for a sailboat right now that we're going to maybe. That's a good, yeah, we'll do it old school. Brew a beer yeah. on the boat and drink salt water till we see mermaids. It'll be a good time. It'll be a story. We'll tell no one because we'll be dead before we get there. But <laughs> yeah, we'll, st- we'll stock up on beer first. Um, right. And maybe even do a land tour. Here's a, an awkward try for a segue. But so we were talking about land touring and stocking up on beers. We've been talking about dinosaurs a lot, which yeah. even though they're not really beer related, we we should probably do an episode on dinosaurs at some point. Uh, Smart. Let us know if, if that's a, a thing worth doing. It might not be <laughs> since this is particularly a beer and untapped related podcast. Yeah. But from dinosaurs, right? Their next sort of offsprings were, as we all know, chickens and turtles, mainly tortoises. A lot of tortoises today were alive when the dinosaurs were around, I think. So um, that's a a slight hint at Harrison has a really, really exceptional verified venue to highlight this weekend. So Harrison, please elaborate on why I'm talking about turtles. Yes, because we are going to get whisked away to the the magical land of Phoenix, Arizona, and take a peek at what's happening at the Wandering Tortoise. So, the Wandering Tortoise um, is a pretty, at this point, legendary beer bar that I think you, John, you know, put my attention towards first many moons ago, um, and I've ever since kind of been keeping tabs on him, and when doing research for today's show and seeing where Toppling Goliath is popping up. Wandering Tortoise had a couple of their really hard-to-get beers there, and it jumped in front of my mind again, so we're going to shed some light on these guys. And they are kind of one of those beer bars you should know. We talked about the whale before, you know, a couple episodes ago in Asheville. I mean, there's so many nowadays great beer bars and bottle shops, but... There are kind of a few I've mentioned monks and uh, before in in Philadelphia. I mean, pretty much every city has like that place that was like you know maybe one of the first or the first one to really kind of do it right a little bit differently. We have Cape Fear Wine and Beer here in Wilmington for Lecter. He's you know it's he's all in. This is his thing, and he knows more than you about beer. So go there, grab a pint, and and learn something. And I get that same vibe from the Wandering Tortoise. And so the Wandering Tortoise Beer Shop and Tap Room, uh, founded by Shay Gow and Justin Evans, the, also known as the WT, they specialize in craft beer and wine from all over the country. And they kind of vision was great, something really simple and a cool atmosphere, you know, catering to amazing beer and a really cool experience. And, and that's in their goal and mission since the beginning. And really also, you know, along with that to just, elevate the the baseline awareness and help of, of the Arizona craft beer scene and help grow it and now you got places like 
Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company. And there, I mean, there's so many awesome breweries there um, now. And again, it's because of places like this that kind of help foster that craft beer community and give people places to go explore it. So, I mean, we're all kind of indebted to the, our own towns wandering toward us, if you will. They have 22 rotating beers on draft, a bunch of wine, too, tons of bottles and cans you can enjoy in-house or take home. Um, and it's a really cool place. So if it's not on your list, if you're like John and I are imagining riverboat tours and Winnebago tours and houseboat tours, and you're thinking, Phoenix, Arizona, where should I go? We say wandering tortoise, go up, go check it out. And if you're there now or soon, there's a pretty cool festival yeah. they're throwing outside, John. What do you know about this? Right in line yeah, with our so episode today. Yeah. Perfect timing. Um, like the wandering tortoise would be on the heavy pros list if I was thinking about moving to Arizona. The wandering tortoise would matter more than the quality of public schools or the taxes. Sure. So it's a it's a place I think everybody should look at. Their beer list is insane. And they have coming up at the end of May, um, it's the weekend of May 28th to the, the 31st, they're yep. doing their third Hazy Fest. So if nice. you need to level up this badge, if you want to get your hands on some of literally the coolest, most elusive beer lists I've ever seen in my life, <clears throat> the guys at, at WT do an amazing job. They're going to have 40 of the quote unquote best hazy IPAs from the whole country. And you can sit outside, drink, be merry, enjoy the most beautiful Arizona sunsets. And I think... Uh, if you're hungry, they're doing in what we call in Carolina is, is a pig pick. They're going to be roasting <laughs> a whole pig as well because, right. you know, what goes better with, with your hazy IPAs than just walking That's up right. to a pig and, and grabbing some. That's right. Or as King Sue would call it, a quick snack. Just jump in there and grab <laughs> the whole pig. But you're not a dinosaur, even if you feel like you're as hungry as one uh, sometimes like I do. But, yeah, that sounds amazing. Check those guys out. Speaking of beer and amazing things, John, it's that time again to go through our best beers of the week. What do you got? It, I, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't, if we weren't reviewing or talking about uh, King Sue on the episode, this would be up there. <laughs> so but many times, yep. I drank a, a beer recently and it comes from Urban Artifact out in Cincinnati, mm. Ohio. And it literally comes to me from a, a good friend of ours, Brian McCaskey. Yeah. Huge thanks to Brian for sharing this beer with me. It's called, I believe it's just called Pinot Gris Grapes, like Pinot, Italian Pinot Grigio Grapes. Sure. And it to me, it tasted like kind of like a funky wine. I believe... Ooh. The uh, the Urban Artifact calls it a brute fruit tart ale, brute <laughs> fruit tart ale, and it the it, it caught my eye because it it comes in this little eight ounce can. Ooh, when's the last time you had beer from an eight ounce can? It's twelve percent. It was like it would it just it hit me at the right time. Yeah, which happened to be the end of a really busy Tuesday. I think <laughs> when I finally cracked open that tiny little can, but. Dude, it was like, it was one of those beers that just it it shouldn't exist. Science shouldn't let that happen, but it did, and it was a confusing drink that that I'll remember for a long time. Well made, Urban Artifact. Thanks for pushing the envelope. That was amazing. Uh, what about you, Harrison? Did you drink anything memorable or out of the ordinary or extraordinary? 
for right. Well, this time of year, as I've kind of said, I don't know, a couple of times before on this show, I'm always kind of on the hunt for what's my lager of the summer going to be, my session IPA this summer, my pale ale of the moment, my wheat beer of the afternoon, whatever. And so in kind of that process, we had a great, great showing last week with you didn't join Rust and I had inner, inner tube from Burial. Um, but I also grabbed American Lager from Pisgah Brewing Company. So you enjoyed their Pale Ale yeah. uh, the other week, which I'm actually just finishing up uh, a 12-pack of. But they released a new uh, a lager, I believe it's this year, um, for the first time. I think I saw that on Untapped. It was recently added to Untapped. It's an American Lager, 4.7%. And it was great. You know, it had... Again, the kind of those lower ABV lagers. I'm always looking for does it have great body, it had good flavor, but it's still light enough and crisp enough where I can kind of enjoy a few of them and not feel like you know palate fatigue. And it checked all those boxes. Well, kind of being a little bit, I don't know it had um, like a maybe just a slightly more pronounced hop presence. wasn't hoppy, wasn't bitter, but there was just a little bit more happening on the back end there that I really liked and wasn't quite expecting. So. Um, Hats off to them. Uh, I get only really familiar with their, their pale ales and IPAs and stuff, which is kind of what they're known for. But jumping in, the they have a couple of lagers, but really leading off with this um, and making a push to kind of just the everyday lager for you know people who really enjoy great beer. Pisca's got you covered. Um, so yeah, if you're able to able to grab their beer, you got another reason to uh, check it out. Yeah, only 119 check-ins, 14 this month. Um, so it's, it's again, that new, new, totally over the hazy we're enjoying right now. But, um, but this is one I would keep an eye out for if you're trying to level up lager jack or just trying to do your part to live, live the year of the lager. Um, got another one to drop on your list. And of course, we all know the opposite of that new, new is that old, old. Uh, and talk about me. By, by that, I'm talking about Harrison uh, aging before my eyes here on YouTube. It's happening. And now that we finally understand how the wandering tortoise beats the hare, mm. no, probably not. I don't think there was beer in that fable. But either way, I'm 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 happy we finally got to tackle a beer, which is. In my eyes, still a whale, maybe not quite as whaley as it used to that whale whale as it used to be. But we've got we've got tortoises, whales, hares, dinosaurs. This has been a very Nat Geo episode. And if you like animals, great. We love animals here. If you like beer or you appreciate Harrison and I. Uh, just talking about beer and and our our own foolish memories. Uh, let <laughs> us know. You can you can, any comments you send uh, to Untapped on all of the big social media platforms. Untapped will follow them. Subscribe to Untapped on Instagram. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Like if you check into a beer on Untapped and you tag and you share it on Instagram every Friday, Untapped's resharing those photos from their platform. They're they're right. starting to do more giveaways. So yes. keep your eye on Untapped on social media. And when you see them post. Harrison and I, little quick cuts for the podcast video. Engage. Let us know. Are turtles just modern dinosaurs? I don't know. Uh, Harrison? Probably. Probably are. Crocodiles certainly are. 
some sharks, I think. Most it's mosquitoes too, right. I think. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how we'll get the dinosaurs again. I hold there's still an island out there somewhere just full of them, but probably not. Anyway, maybe it's the house Detroit. will take us there. Right. Oh, that's yeah. it. Right. That's a yeah. different kind of right. Oh, these old bones could talk. Next week, we've got another poll ripping through Facebook for what badge we should uh, talk about. And actually, I heard uh, some whispers or the grapevine that we're going to be having some cool guests coming up. Um, talking from the uh, Brewers Association. So keep in your eyes and ears peeled about that. But you can find that poll, fill it out, let us know what we should talk about in the meantime. Until next week please keep your eyes open and your ears clean cheers cheers <laughs>